welcome to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. So welcome to episode six of the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. And so thank you so, so much for Give me your ears and time again today to, to listen to some thoughts. This one, this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter today um, as, as I'm going to talk about a subject that's really critical, I think, when it comes to sales and selling, but really appreciate your, uh, you'll give me your support and your time. And I hope that the ideas and things I'm sharing, if you haven't listened to some of the other episodes we've done, we've shared some really um, interesting stories Um over over the course of of, of of the last few weeks and so we're going to continue to share great stories with you over the course of the next few weeks and months and years the podcast's going to carry on going um so that we can impact and influence as many people as possible so and as i say my focus and my passion is on helping great people business people and sales professionals get the results and that they want to so look uh I, that's always my drive and my goal to make sure these episodes and are giving you insights that are valuable and, and really helpful so look, I wanted just to talk for, for 10 minutes or so today just to, to talk about a subject that's really, really important when it comes to sales follow-up and when it comes to engaging with a potential client that you've got that um, has gone a bit cold on you. And it's, it's a challenging one because unfortunately sales is part of a process and there's lots of things that happen in, in sales um, that I unpick and I try and share on my YouTube channel and in this podcast about how to achieve success over a period of time. And there's a process to sales that I think generally needs to follow, which is when you, you know, meet someone, you need to understand them. I always talk to people about the five key words of sales being um, the problem or the desire. So people either have a problem, something that's really great in them, or they have a desire, something they want to change, they want to to lose weight, or they they want to be go on holiday, or they have a problem where they're something's gone wrong, something's not happening for them. So we have that problem or desire. There's the understanding phase where we need to understand people and really get to know them and. Most of sales is done in business-to-business sales, certainly is done in this phase to understand the audience, the people, the company, the dynamics of what's going on. And then the final two uh, elements of that are belief. So once you've understood someone, you then have to give them belief that you can solve their problem or where they want to be and help them get there. And the final one is they've got to trust you to make it happen. And those are the, the words, the five words that are, you know, four, four phases and, and five words that I talk about as being critical in sales. And the bit in the, in the, in the mitt that a lot of people miss out, though, is, is because they don't spend enough time understanding their audience and the buyer or the person they're engaging with, what, what tends to happen is that they, they focus on asking a couple of questions and the buyer will even say to them, or tell me a bit more about you, or tell me about your service. And then that sort of goes into a, whew, right, it releases the floodgates to start moving into a, oh, well, I can talk now about me. And the problem that happens with that, and, and I've done it a number of times, and we've made that mistake, you know, we've all made that mistake, is we, when, we, when we've had those conversations, and then we've started to, to, to pitch our service, long story short, what happens is that Someone comes, might come back and say, okay, great, send me some information, I'll come back to you. And then you get all excited as a salesperson because you think, oh, well, actually, this, this is going to potentially some business for me. And you put it in your CRM and you even if you've got a sales manager, you even tell someone that that's going to result in business for you. And then 
you don't hear anything. And it maybe it goes quiet for a couple of weeks, um, a couple of days, whatever the, the, the time it takes from that sales deal to, to happen. And uh, you don't hear anything. So what you do is you, you know, you pick up the phone and you might, or you most of the time send an email. Hi, so-and-so, uh, just wanted to check where you are with my proposal. And if my proposal is okay, look forward to working with you or seeing, working with you. And um, the big point of this podcast is that type of follow-up is crap. Okay. And I'm really sorry if you do it in that way at the moment, but if you do, then be prepared for it to have absolutely zero impact or that's not true. It may have a small percentage impact. It might have five to 10% because it might land on the right, the desk at the right time. And that person does need that, that, that service or product that you offer. But invariably those type of follow-ups are incredibly selfish because they're about what's right for you, and 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 sometimes and, and and I've said this a lot in sales in in presentations and resources I create that when we're selling, the buyer doesn't care a monkey's doesn't give a toss about you and how great you think you are. Uh, it it do, they don't care. And again, feel free if you want to challenge me on this, feel free reach out to me on James White Sales, any of my social media, challenge me. But the buyers buyers don't care for how great you think they are, what they care about is can you make a difference in their world? Can you affect, make them achieve something? Can you solve a problem for them? You know, I love golf, right? I love playing golf. If I get some new clubs, okay, and I got some new clubs nearly a year and a half, a year and a bit ago, you know, yes, I felt great having the clubs, but did I buy the clubs because I wanted to please my the professional that served that, that, that fitted them for me no what I bought them so they could make me a, improve my golf it, it did something for me and people buy very selfishly and they buy for what's in it for them what's right for them and and the reasons for them what what those reasons are is our job as salespeople to find that out and the challenge when you're trying to follow up with someone that you've had a conversation with is if you haven't spent enough time asking them about their questions or or where they're at or what's going on in their world, understanding the challenges, the problems, the desires, the things they want to achieve, you have nothing to go back to someone with that can add value to them. And what that then means is that they then feel, well, absolutely, why, why should I you know, be in a position to, to resp- I'm going to ignore that email because it's about that person. I'll do it when it's right for me. And that's why salespeople and business people get ignored with proposals and, and not promote proposals, but follow-up emails. And I see it all the time. Dear so-and-so, wanted to see where you are with this proposal. That proposal, I think, is, is, is a more likely to, to fail than not. But what is more likely to work is when you follow up with value. So I'll give an example. I followed up with a a client. I've done some work with them already, um, but we've talked about an additional proposal, an additional piece of work. And they're very busy. They're a legal company. Um, We do a lot of work in professional services and uh, they're a legal company. And I followed up with with an email to their uh, managing partner. And I, I, you know, of course, I was very tempted to say, have you had any more thoughts around the proposal, what we've done? But I knew that that approach was going to make them go, you know, no, you know it's, going to, it's going to be easy to ignore. Because if it's not at the top of their mind, if it's not at the top of their, their thought process, it's easy for them to ignore it and just carry on with what they're doing. And maybe it will come to their mind at some point in time. And it's our job to keep re- reinforcing that with them. But 
right now it's not going to be, you know, the, the perception when they see that email land in their inbox or in their social media is there's nothing in it for me. It's all about what you want as the salesperson rather than what do I gain from it. Whereas what I actually said to that person was because I'd spoken to them and understood about what they wanted to achieve and this firm wanted to achieve some growth and some plans, I then thought, okay, well, what can I share with them that can help them do that? Because my goal is not to make the, of course, I want to, to do business with them, but I actually want them to solve the challenges and things that are important to them first and foremost. And so I sent them back a, a little note that said, um, I know when we talked last, you wanted to achieve this. You were keen to grow. They're keen to grow their business. And I sent them a link to an article that talked around how recruitment in the legal space is really tough. And here's what some other firms are doing to recruit the best talent. Because we'd made it clear in our conversations that for them to grow, they had to really train up their people and ensure their team were at the highest quality possible. So I, I shared that with them and I said, look, this is, this is you know, a, an article that can be helpful or useful for them. And as of today, right now, I haven't had a response back. But what I do know is in the mind of that person, me going to an email that says, do you want to buy my stuff again? Is it's going to make them, you know, going to make them think, what's in it for me? And of course, they want to grow and they want to help. And if my service can help them do that, then that's fine. But when I've just gone with a, I hope you guys are well. I know you're busy. Here's an article I found that I thought would be interesting to you. Now the chances are they might look at that and go, I've seen that article before, and go think nothing of it. But it's more likely that they're going to think okay, what is this? And I haven't seen this before. That's quite helpful. That's quite useful. Or they might see the reference to it and think that's given them some insights and some ideas. And the critical one-on-one of sales is continue to create value in the mind of your prospects. Continue to create that perception that you're helping them and you're helping them do things and achieve things. And I, I absolutely encourage you to look at the last five follow-ups that you've sent in a sales situation and how much value have you added in that process? How much, where have you gone back to them with a resource, a link to a video, a guide, something that's helpful, something that's useful? Or where have you followed up with a, what's right for you? And by the way, do you want to buy my stuff? And I'm telling you that that approach generally doesn't work because it's about you. And unless you have some unique product or service that's so special that makes people, you know, clamoring to buy your stuff and if that's the case hey let me know brilliant good on you you've built a brand and built a service that everyone wants and you can become that way around even then i still think that brand ethos and that way you, you that comes across isn't isn't ideal but that that's a that's a huge um thing to think about it, uh, uh, but most companies aren't like that. Most companies aren't in that position. Most of us have to work to show our value, to show what we do, to help people see what we can, what we can create and do. So when you're next doing your follow-up activity, really, really think about how you're doing it. And, and if you haven't got anything to share with them, or because you don't know what to share with them, or because you you know, haven't got a clue what you haven't created any content yourself, then fine, go and find a link. Search on that, that subject title and, and search on 
you know, on, on, on Google, on, on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, search for something that can be valuable, that's up to date, that's modern. You know, I, I generally, and I will, you know, there always used to be that saying, the best place to, to hide um, dead bodies was on the second page of Google. But, but I, I will sometimes go to page two and page three of Google because there's great people that create really interesting surveys and studies and res results but they're hidden away on page three. So most people wouldn't have seen that. So I will go and find that information. I'll do a bit of digging to find something that's relevant and valuable for my potential buyer and send that to them. I saw this article and thought it might be helpful for you. I saw this and thought it'd be useful for you. Um, I follow up with value. I'm engaging at the moment with a, an insurance company who don't know me. They, I've got a connection through um, a sports organization that I've done some work with in the past. And long story short, I'm trying to engage with that person because I'd love to understand more about what they do and whether I can help them in their sales team. I'm following up with value. I'm giving value. I'm trying to make sure that I share insights and ideas that make that person think he's helpful, he's useful. He's got some things I wasn't aware of or that I didn't realize or I didn't know. So, and, and, and I, you only have that, you know, I only have that knowledge and insight because I was able to ask the right questions during the sales process, when I was working and engaging with them, when I had the meeting with the, 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 the buyer that I sent the email to, I asked questions, open questions around what their situation was, what were they looking to achieve, what was the key drivers for them to achieve that, what made that so important, who was going to take that work on, how were they going to make it happen. I was intrigued by those elements and finding out what they wanted to do and what the problem was if they didn't do that, and et cetera, et cetera. And I asked those questions. And because I was able to ask those questions, I was able to get insights and information. And that insight and that information, when I because I probed a bit more and I dug a bit more into their situation, gave me other insights. And I was then able to identify four or five key things that I know they're trying to achieve. Now, within my email, it may well be they don't want to work with me, right? It may well be that they say, no, you're not right for us. And, 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 and that's fine. If that's the decision that they make, then, then that's okay. I'm not going to win every deal. But at least I want them to think I'm helpful, I'm useful, I'm valuable. At least I want them to think that the emails that I'm sending are about them, not necessarily just about me. Now, I'll let you into a secret. Of course, I want to do more work with them. Of course, I want to do business with them. But deep down, I also want them to get where they want to get to. I want them to be successful. I want them to achieve the results they want. And if that's working with me or not, Okay, if it's not working with me and they get the results, I'm happy for them. Now, maybe that's me, that's because who I am as a person, but I encourage you to have that similar altruistic sort of thought process that if, you're, if your buyer gets the result, um, that you know, when we've lost deals, I will always go back to that person and say, thank you so much for considering us. We wish you all the best. I hope you get the results you want, because I do. I do hope they get results. You know, of course, if they don't get the result, they might then come back to us. But the point being is I want them, I never shut a door, I never burn a bridge. I want them to think of us and be positive about who we are and what we do. And I, and I really believe that we, by doing those things and by acting in that way and by following up with value, we can we can make them think of us. Because it may well be that they're not right for us right now or that what we doesn't work for them, but they'll know someone or they might have a connection or a family member or someone that it does. And, and, and I want the perception of that person, of me in that person's mind to be helpful, valuable, informative, useful, educational, someone like, you know you, you should be in contact with and connect with. They've got some things that are valuable and helpful for you. And of course, the more you understand that person, the more you understand what's going on in their world, and you understand their industry and the challenges in their industry, 
the more insights and value you can give them and the more they're going to want to, to then hopefully build that relationship with you. So I guess my key, you know, this podcast is slightly shorter this time around, but my key focus for you is look at the last series of communications you've sent out to, to people that you've wanted to do business with and look and see whether the communication has been about what's right for you or what's right for them. And if you have a look through the one, and if you've sent stuff through that says, hey, where are you with that proposal? Did you get the proposal? Where are you at? Or if in your conversation, you've just phoned up and said, I wanted to, you know, people say, I wanted to phone up and check in. Check in. What does that mean? You're in a hotel, are you? You know, <laughs> I wanted to, basically, in other words, I wanted to see if you want to go forward with my business rather than phoning up and saying, hey, look, I know you're busy. You've got lots on. No worries on the proposal. I just saw this article. I saw this link. I saw this thing that I wanted just to make you aware of just to help you guys do something. Then it's going to make that person think that you're interested in them and them being successful and achieving things in their world rather than just what's right for your world. And whilst it may not deliver that result straight away, it's going to deliver results over time that's going to be a massive factor for you. So just be careful. Make sure that you know, follow up with value. If your follow-up or your response to engage with someone is not to offer value, then I guess I'm querying why you should send it at all. And yeah, if you want to send it, send it. Look, prove, try and prove me wrong. Help yourself. But the reality is, that's going to be. It's going to have to land on the right desk at the right or on that person's inbox at the right time for them to want to reply. I think. Whereas if you follow up with value, even though they may not come back to you there and then it's gonna it's their perception of you in their mind what is the perception of you in their mind and in sales i talk a lot about how we want to get in the mind of our buyer i want to think what they're thinking of me right now i would love to be a fly on the wall in their head and in their conversations around what i do because if i knew that and if i knew they were thinking we like him but not sure about this this and this then i could then or how would he help us do this whatever those thoughts are then i could then put in place resources, materials, plans to help them overcome those worries and, and thoughts. And in sales, we have to get inside the mind of our buyer and the prospect. The very best salespeople are able to think like their prospect, think like their buyer, put themselves in their shoes. What are they worried about right now? What is this going to give me? What's it going to give them? Um, and they're able to think like that. And because they think like that, they're able to do incredible things. So look, just have a look at your last series of communications. Have you followed up with value? If you haven't, vow to change it. If you don't know what to send because you're not sure what is valuable to them, it's because you haven't asked enough questions in the process. Um, I'm going to do a podcast episode around asking great questions. Um, we might even do that next, actually, as, as, as the next episode, because great questions are the route to sales success. Um, and if you're not a great question ask person to ask great questions that are that are, that are open, then you're going to probably struggle to really get the sales results you want consistently over time. Uh, that's the, the key thing. Follow up with value. If you follow up with value, if you do it with a purpose to help them and support them and to give insight into their world, you're going to be in a far better place. And, you know, if you want to ask for, you know, ask for things, if you want to ask for the business, if you want to ask for time, if you want to ask for those things, you've got to do that by, by giving value. Uh, most people aren't going to give you that without knowing what they're going to get in return. So just look back through what you're doing and say, what am I? What are they getting in return for this? And and the return needs to be not, you know, the chance to work with you because you're incredible, but so that you can make a difference in their world. They do not give a rat's ass about how good you think you are. It's what impact you can make in their world that makes the difference for them. 
So that's this week's uh, podcast. I hope that's given you some thoughts around following up with value and let me know what you think. Let me know what's worked for you. Um, I have uh, a, a number of resources where I share around you know, emails and things you can use to, to gain the value that you want. So maybe share some of these as well so you can have a little look at those on my on my social channels or, or YouTube space uh, or YouTube channel as well. But uh, the most important thing is you want to get you the right results or the right information back um, so that you can hopefully do business with those people and get the results you want. So as with every podcast episode, I always finish the episodes by doing an inspirational story. And I wanted to uh, just give you a story today uh, around a guy called Nick Vachevich. And um, Nick Vachevich, if you've never searched for him, he is an incredible uh, man, Australian guy. Um, I think um, uh, he... Uh, he is, um, if you search for him, I think it's, I, I can't, I, I never get his spelling right, so I'm going to get this wrong. It's something like Nick, and V-U-J-I-V-I-C-H, something like that. Anyway, if you search for him on, on you, online, you'll see this guy basically is the most happiest man in the world. He looks it in his videos and the content he, he shares. He was born with no arms and no legs, okay? Um, genetically deformed. And yet, if search for Nick Vachevich jumping into a swimming pool, if you ever want to be smile, it's just an incredible thing. It may, and he's very, he's, you know, he's got a real Christian faith and, you know, good on him for that. But um, it's one of the most incredible things in the world, seeing this guy that's got no arms, no legs, jump off a diving board into a swimming pool because uh, he wants to show the world that he can survive and, and, and basically come out of that pool. And um, when, I, when I think about it, I'm smiling now I think about this guy because he's just like, he's just an inspirational speaker, um, what he's done. Even though life dealt him a tough card, right, in terms of the way he was born with no arms and no legs, he's decided to, to turn life on its, on its full circle. And, um, you know, we all moan about stuff in our lives sometimes, but when you see people like that and you see their happiness and what they're doing, he probably, probably has his bad days, of course, like everyone else, but... He's inspirational in what he does and how he does it. And I think um, when you see someone like him, you can't be in help but be infused that, that actually the world's not that bad, maybe. And we've, if, if he's in that position smiling, then maybe we can do the same thing and be inspired by it. So have a little look for Nick Vachevich. Um, have a look for the video of him diving into a swimming pool. I think it's brilliant. It just makes me smile thinking about it now. I'll try and put a link in the, in the comment section below so you can show and see what you think. But let me know. If that doesn't motivate you and inspire you, then they're not sure what will. So that's it. Thank you so, so much for, again, giving me your ears and listening to wherever you're on the bus or if you're on the train or in the car or at home chilling, whatever you're doing. Thank you so much for giving me your time and your attention. I hope that this podcast is giving you value and use. If it is, then please like it and, uh, and subscribe and share it with as many people as possible so we can um, get so many people being inspired to achieve all the things they want to and get the results in their sales career that they're looking for. But uh, I, it's my absolute honor and, and uh, to have you um, with me on this journey as we talk about sales um, experiences and stories and ideas that, that can get us all the success we want. Uh, thank you again for your time and I look forward to, to, to next week's episode and giving you some insights on sales questions and how you can become an expert asking great questions to achieve the results you want. But um, until then, have a brilliant week. See you soon. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us ensure more people can get the insights and ideas they need to get incredible sales results. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.